Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Future Brew, Michigan football and basketball recruiting podcast here on maizeandbrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon. Today joining me is the other two editions of our podcast, per usual, Stephen Ostentoski and John Simmons. Boys, how are we doing today on a, a gloomy day in Michigan? I'm not sure how it is over in uh, New York, John, but how's stuff going on over there? Also pretty gloomy and rainy, so... Yeah. Same thing. But Michigan recruiting was a bit of sunshine. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good uh, good weekend for Michigan. Um, so we'll, we'll get to that in just a second. Steven, how are you doing here in gloomy Michigan? Doing well, man. The the cooler weather makes the, uh, the runs with the dog outside uh, a little bit more bearable. It's tough, man. In August, it's just uh, – it was a tough month, you know, when you're trying to run when it's 85 and humid. It's just like – yeah, I don't want to do it. <laughs> so I'm welcoming the gloomy weather. I'm, I'm all about it. I am too. It, it makes it like you had said, running outside, it makes it a lot easier. And uh, with, with the cold weather coming, I'm going to embrace the last month or so of actual running outside weather that I can endure. I'm sure that there are other Michiganders here that would probably call me a baby or a wimp or whatever, but I just, I don't do well with, uh, with the cold. I don't know why I'm still here, but you know, I'm still here. I'm still kicking it. And uh, at least the gym's open back up so I can at least get back to uh, to the fitness planet uh, every now and then. So uh, yeah, stay tuned for all of that exciting news. But uh, today we will uh, be talking about uh, the two latest commits for Michigan football, one in the 2021 class and one in 22. So let's just start with 21. And it's a position of need for Michigan in this class. So they get one. Probably looking to get two with uh, Donovan Edwards being the other big-time target. But they got Tavier Dunlap to lock in his commitment to Michigan on uh, the uh, September 12th here. And uh, he is a, he's a French four-star. He's listed as a four-star on 24-7. But on the composite, he is a three-star at uh, 374 overall on that composite, the number 22 ranked running back in the class at six feet tall and 196 pounds. He's from Del Val, Texas, and uh, one of the first uh, Texas recruits to uh, commit to Michigan in quite some time, it seems like, probably since that 2018 class when they uh, reeled in a few guys there. But a good pickup here for Michigan. They beat out a few uh, pretty big schools. Oklahoma State was the main competition there, but he had other offers from Michigan State, Mississippi State, Notre Dame had an offer for him as well, and uh, so did USC, UCLA, Utah, and a bunch of other pretty good schools there. So, John, I'll start with you. Uh, position of need here at running back. Uh, they get one. They're still looking to get, like I had mentioned, Donovan Edwards here, but uh, a good pickup and uh, one that I think uh, Jay Harbaugh would be very excited about uh, when he saw that news on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good ideal uh, situation for Michigan here. He kind of hits that sweet spot where he's not going to scare away Donovan Edwards, but he's still really great back in his own right. And if something happens, that Michigan's still going to be set for a while. He kind of is it has a different skill set than some of the guys they've been targeting lately, like Blake Corum. He's more of like the the thunder than the lightning, but he's got really good balance. Uh, you know, it's kind of, it's a chore to bring him down. He's got good vision, makes uh, kind of a one cut runner. Uh, it doesn't really have like the, the explosiveness or, you know, long speed that uh, some other backs do, but I think he'll be good uh, as a complimentary player. 
for someone like Edwards in the backfield, maybe get some uh, short yardage carries, goal line, inside the tackles uh, carries there for sure. Yeah, the, the numbers the the at the opening regional are, are pretty good. He, he ran a 4.6340, a 4.49 shuttle time, had a vertical of 33 and a half, 100-meter dash of 11.23. So nothing too wild. The, the stats there aren't uh, – eye-popping by any means. Like you had mentioned, he doesn't have the speed that a Blake Corum or a Chris Evans possesses, but he is able to find that hole in the offensive line. And he, he's really, a, like you had mentioned, a one-cut guy and uh, would be a very nice compliment to someone like Donovan Edwards. Steven, uh, have you had the chance to uh, see the film on Tavier Dunlap? What do you like about his potential? Yeah, he actually, some of his runs that weren't touchdowns impressed me a little bit more than his touchdown runs. He did have a, a better long speed than I was expecting for someone in the six foot, 200 pound range. Um, hopefully he can bulk up to 215 or so and not lose that. But for a more traditional like power back, he does have better long speed than someone you'd uh, like guys in the past, I think of like Davion Smith, he kind of resembles that running style a little bit, but with a little bit extra speed than Smith offered for Michigan at the position. So um, I liked his film, but like I was saying, uh, on some of his touchdown runs, the ones that you traditionally see at the front half of his film, he's more running away from guy, uh, like John mentioned, a, a one cut in the backfield and then go. Um, which is still great, but he did display a, a lot more wiggle than I was expecting on those maybe 15 yard runs where he's making a couple guys miss, he even has a spin move that he uh, could deploy. So um, that's where I felt I learned a little bit more about his running style. Um, so it, it's a little more versatile than I was expecting just from like the first three minutes or so. Um, and I, I think, uh, I think it's a, it's a good pickup because of what you guys mentioned of not being a factor for Edwards. So that's still on the table. We mentioned uh, some 2022 guys previously with uh, five-star Caleb Burton, uh, also uh, a target for Michigan. That's a five-star out of Texas, same high school. So that's, uh, you know, to be determined how big of a factor Dunlap being uh, commit to Michigan has on Caleb Burton's recruitment, but that's always, you know, something good having your back pocket, another yeah. teammate to get in inroads in uh, some high level Texas football. So I think it's a great pickup. I think he's uh, intriguing as a guy um, to, to be a hopeful one, two punch. But uh, even if he is just the single guy, I think it adds to an already pretty loaded position for Michigan. Yeah. You bring up a good point about Caleb Burton that uh, I'd, had slipped my mind to, to bring up earlier, but yeah, uh, having uh, being a teammate of Caleb Burton, that elite 2022 athlete could play running back or wide receiver, quite frankly. Uh, but obviously always nice to pick up a commit from his teammate on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, obviously wouldn't hurt Michigan's chances with uh, trying to land him. And uh, obviously Josh Gaddis and Sharon Moore going really hard after him, but yeah, definitely a lot to like about Dunlap. Uh, Gabe Brooks, who is a, uh, a recruiting analyst uh, for 24-7, compares him to Kennedy Brooks, says that he can uh, play with the frame in the 220-pound uh, uh, area there and said that he's a terrific north-south hole puncher uh, with requisite long speed to hit the home run. So obviously that would be really nice for Michigan to add uh, if, if all of that is, is true, and I have no reason to doubt Gabe Brooks about that. And that's one thing that uh, – I know that Michigan had 
had mentioned at one point last season was the running backs were performing very well, but they just weren't hitting those home run type runs where you're taking it 60 yards to the house or 70 yards or whatever. They want a guy like that or multiple guys like that to be able to, to do that and get down the field really quickly. And it really sounds like Dunlap uh, has that kind of potential there. So obviously a really good pickup. Uh, Michigan will be looking to uh, finish the recruiting class at running back with Donovan Edwards. So obviously stay tuned for that. We'll uh, obviously bring you that news when and if that uh, comes to reality. But uh, like I had mentioned, Michigan had uh, two commits over the weekend here. And uh, Tyler Martin being the other one in the 2022 class, he's on the defensive side of the ball. And he is a guy that Don Brown had been recruiting for quite some time. He's from that Don Brown territory that I like to call uh, that on the East Coast there. He's from Acton, Massachusetts. He is a really big uh, for an inside linebacker at 6'3", 238. Uh, kind of a question there if he ends up playing linebacker, perhaps he could be like a Chase Winovich, end up bulking up and play on the edge. Who knows? Um, but uh, as of right now, on the composite, they got him as the number 10 inside linebacker, number one player in his state, and number 271 overall. So uh, this is a guy, like I had said, John, Don Brown's been recruiting for a while. They offered him a couple years ago, got him on campus uh, for the first time, uh, not long after they ended up offering him, and they sealed the deal with his commitment that came on this past Friday and uh, all the crystal ball predictions were in favor of Michigan. And I'm pretty sure our buddy Bryce Marich put one in a long time ago. So it really seems like this was a long time coming here for Don Brown and Michigan, John. Yeah, I was dumb on our last podcast. I, I made the prediction that Tyler Morris would be the first or the next 2022 commit, even though Martin had already set his commitment date. And I totally forgotten because, yeah, he was pretty much a slam dunk as soon as Michigan offered him as an eighth grader. You know, they recruited Zach Zinter out of the same school two cycles ago and now uh, Martin. So, uh, yeah, he uh, is just a classic Don Brown kid. Gets locked up early. Um, and I think we'll, we'll do well at Michigan. But, yeah, the questions uh, about his weight, like you mentioned, are going to, I think, follow him until he ends up signing and gets in the pads in Ann Arbor. Um, I know that he, he hired a nutritionist and now he might be down to – 235 right now so um if he can keep it around that weight i think he can stick at linebacker probably at you know the sam position um somewhere like that he doesn't exactly fit the the prototype that michigan's been going after at the the middle linebacker spots the last few classes but if not if he keeps bulking up then yeah he could definitely be an edge rusher or maybe take the carlo kemp route and end up inside depending on how much weight his frame can hold but uh that, that's definitely going to be the question mark uh, as he goes through his junior and season, senior seasons. Yeah, I, it, it's it, it's a good problem to have, honestly, if you're U of M, to get a guy that they really like um, and, and figure it out later and figure out where he ends up playing later, whether it be inside linebacker, Sam linebacker, or on the edge, or perhaps inside, like you had mentioned, Carlo Kemp. Uh, when Carlo Kemp was a freshman, I, I would have never in my mind – pictured him bulking up and moving to the inside uh, where he ends up playing his final two seasons at U of M. So perhaps that is in Martin's future as well. Steven, what do you think? Do you think he 
ends up dropping some weight here and just plays at linebacker like he's been playing in high school? Or do you think his skill set would be best suited on the defensive line? Yeah, if it was a traditional 2022 guy, I would say I'd expect him to bulk up a little bit. He was a 15-year-old freshman, so that's pretty rare. So he he's likely not to hit another growth spurt by the time he's getting to Michigan. So I'd expect him to stay around 6'3", around like 235, 240. So I think the Sam position that John mentioned, that's a, a good spot for him on defense. I actually really liked his offensive skill set as well. Out of the backfield, I think he can be uh, like a jumbo H-back sort of um, all-around tight end that can um, catch the ball at the backfield. And, I mean, he played his sophomore year with – uh, separated shoulder which is insane as a guy who plays inside linebacker yeah. always taking on blocks and whatnot so I mean it, it seems like a guy that Michigan took because he is a very smart linebacker he's a lot of uh, a little wasted movement I should say um, when he's operating on the defensive side of the ball and with that toughness it seems like a Don Brown and, and Harbaugh guy so uh, like you said figure it out later. I don't expect him to bulk up all that much, but I might want to see him at fullback right away just because I think he uh, provides the sort of mindset you want on that side. But if not, I mean, Sam linebacker, kind of like what Furbish did, that was the kind of a fullback role for enabling uh, Devin Bush to do the things that he did. So I could see that very well uh, from Dunlap as, or I'm sorry, from Martin, um, as well so uh if it's the next ben mason i'd be very happy um he is kind of like the same profile a little bit higher rated than ben mason was out of uh high school but similar build at 6'3 around 250 or so obviously slimmed down a bit but uh, you could very well see that um out of out of martin here so so i'm excited for him yeah i think the ben mason comparison is is kind of a fair one uh, obviously ben mason was a very similar in stature when he was coming out of high school as well, obviously Martin's got a few years to go, but when Mason was being recruited as a senior, he was listed at six, two and a half and two forty-seven. Uh, also an East coast kid. So yeah, I mean, the comparison is pretty fair, especially considering that Martin has played fullback and tight end in high school. He's not just a linebacker. He's an, he's an athlete. Uh, he, he plays on both sides of the ball very well. So if they, if he comes in and, and the Michigan coaches decide, Hey, maybe he's best set to, be that kind of uh, offensive uh, weapon where you're, you're, you're going in and engaging in blocks and uh, doing the small things there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he can do that. I, I, I think that his skill set would be pretty well suited for that. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, he, he'll probably wind up somewhere at linebacker, but th there's so much time for him to develop his body and, and uh, prepare for college and figure out what exactly uh, the coaches are asking out of him and uh, what he thinks would be best to uh, play on defense as well. Um, but yeah, definitely an interesting pickup here. And uh, the 2022 class has been kind of a slow developing one for Michigan. He's only their second commit. Obviously they had uh, a second commit previously, uh, but ended up decommitting. Now they've got Tyler Martin and Alex Van Sumeren. So a pretty solid a starting point here for this 22 class, especially on the defensive side of the ball, seemed like a quite a bit of the opposite for 21, where they had J.J. McCarthy, Giovanni El-Hadi, uh, and a bunch of other really nice offensive pieces. Took a little bit of time to get their defense uh, going there in that class, but uh, looking pretty decent so far here 
in uh, the 2022 class. Now they can uh, really get going on some of their other linebacker targets as well, which they've got uh, plenty of guys, uh, including an in-state kid. Uh, but obviously linebacker probably won't be a, uh, a big position of need here, John, in this 22 class. But to get a big-time target like Tyler Martin offered him several years ago, and now you can focus on those other guys like Joshua Burnham from Traverse City. Yeah, and I think Joshua Burnham's another guy that could commit fairly soon um, compared to some other kids in the class. Um, he's a big in-state target, top 100 player. Um, and I think that uh, it's going to be, I think, sooner rather than later that he joins the class. Um, you got Sebastian Cheeks, the Illinois prospect, who's also pretty local um, relative to the rest of the country that they could go after. So they've got a few guys in the area that, um, that, you know, they could probably get a little arranged trips if they have to be, you know, self-guided tours a little easier um, with their families, things like that. So I think that'll, that'll give them a little bit of an advantage here um, if they want to take two, three guys. And I think having Martin, Martin being able to maybe go to the offensive side of the ball or move down to defensive line could also open up a space for, uh, you know, Michigan to take maybe one extra guy than they thought they would earlier. Yeah, I mean, they've been taking quite a bit of guys uh, at the linebacker position over the last few cycles. So if that's what the plan ends up being, it wouldn't be a terrible plan by any means just because they are in it for quite a bit of linebackers already so far in this class, this uh, 2022 class, and they've already got one committed. Um, So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how all of that develops in that class. but, Stephen, I'll, I'll, I'll give the floor to you one last time real quick. Did you have any other thoughts on uh, Tyler Martin or uh, any of these commits so far? I think they're two solid pickups for sure, uh, two very different guys, but two guys that uh, Michigan is very happy to get on board. Yeah, only last comment on Burnham. He is a little bit more athletic of a linebacker than uh, what you're getting out of Martin. So despite being kind of um, – you know, same linebacker position. It's it's hard to find two that are uh, as different at the same height. So six three two oh five out of uh, Burnham, and he is a, a very different um, prospect than what you get out of Martin. So so yeah, I think it's it, it's interesting. I think we mentioned on the last podcast how Michigan's going after some taller linebackers, but uh, it's nice that they're yeah. getting kind of both sides of the spectrum, more of a, a athlete, a linebacker. Uh, in an athlete's body versus uh, a very much linebacker out of Tyler Martin. So it'll be interesting to watch Michigan's approach to this 2022 class, whether they wait and see if visits open back up or if they go all in on um, some in-state guys where maybe they would have waited on those guys earlier because of uh, the COVID situation. So, so yeah, I think that'll be something to watch and they'll be interesting with both the recruiting services, how they're delayed and, and Michigan's approach overall to the 2022 class. It's still early, but um, yeah, that's something I'll be watching closely. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm really excited to see how all this plays out. And Burnham being a very top target for, uh, for Brian Jean-Marie and uh, Sharon Moore in the state of Michigan. He's a, a top talent for sure. So they would obviously accept his pledge uh, whenever uh, he wants to do so, which I, I could see happening pretty soon as well, like John thinks. I, I could see a commitment coming down the line sooner rather than later just because his family is just filled with U of M guys and all five predictions right now on the crystal ball for Burnham going to Michigan. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely see how all that plays out there, but 
but I wanted to uh, thank you boys for uh, hopping on the pod as usual. Thank you, everybody at home or in your car or wherever for listening uh, to this week's podcast. Happy to deliver and happy to uh, talk about some more commits getting in the fold here uh, at U of M. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at on Twitter, my friend? At Simmons underscore John. How about you, Stephen? Where are you at on Twitter? You can find me at Stephen Toski. Excellent. You can follow Maze and Brew on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Just type in Maze and Brew and be sure to give a subscription, like, review to all of our podcasts here on the Maze and Brew Podcast Network. We would greatly appreciate it as we do always, and we appreciate you for listening as always. Stay tuned. We'll come back next week with another episode of Future Brew. Until then, go Blue.